Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ah, yes. Thank you. That's our new theme song. If you didn't tune in yesterday, welcome to a new year. Yeah, yeah, we came back. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy Lunar New Year we established in the program. Happy Easter in advance. Uh, thank you for all your support on day one of our program. This is Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. You're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, the home of sport. And for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Uh, Patton Hills will be along from... 6am Queensland time. How is it up in Queensland there? We'd love to hear from you early this morning because the open line is open. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Come off the long run early. You know, get a call in early just to talk. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And of course, to all our listeners right across the world, wherever you're listening on the SEN app and the SEN network, good morning to you. Or I suppose, Brandy, uh, it, might be, it could be good afternoon. It could be good evening. And it, well, you could be listening anywhere in the world at the moment. You know, we've had calls from all parts of the globe previously. Yeah, we have, Vossi. Uh, we have Europe. Good morning. Uh, United <laughs> States. United States. Yeah. Well, it was their biggest sport. It was their biggest day yesterday, wasn't it? Um, in Vegas, where the rugby league will be in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, I looked at that stadium yesterday and thought, mm. boy, where? Are the, how far are they pushing out the sidelines? And that mm. field could be, it could be a lot narrower than the six metres they're saying will be chopped off. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's gonna, did did, you, did you check the field out? It's only 48 well, metres wide. It's, and there's e- not every much shot room. I saw, I was impressed. Every shot I saw, I was impressed. But no, it's, once I see it with a skinny. naked eye, I yeah. suppose it's not going to be... It's, it, it's a stunning stadium, isn't it? Like, the, oh, 100%. From, from outside looking in, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a brilliant stadium. Do you want to talk Super Bowl straight off the top? Because I, I think we need some backing music, uh, Lieutenant Dan, if you could. Well, uh, why could we not? A little bit of, yeah, let's get a little bit of Usher. What? No, no, Usher. Have we got some Usher there? Do we have to play Usher? Yeah, we have a bit of Usher right. in the background just to get the vibe. Yeah, okay. The vibe of yesterday. I'll go hand on heart. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I watched and listened, listened to a lot of um, Jared's because it's out on the road. I, I don't have time to sit in front of a TV and watch a match of that length. Mm. But I must say, I took in more of that Super Bowl yesterday than I had any other time. And I was there watching uh, when the final play, Patrick Mahomes comes up with a pass and a touchdown and all the rest. So am I more of an NFL fan now than I ever have been, Brandy? The answer is an emphatic yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been a fan for, for a long time, Vossi, but I think this year I have watched more. Uh, now, I was like you. I I was in and out of the room, and I was in the car. I listened to a bit of Jared's call, which was fantastic again. Um, 
What about our, what with the Australian version that comes to me? I really now I don't know how people felt about this. Did they really want to see Nick Rewalt on our coverage? I I didn't want to hear Nick Rewalt what he thought of NFL. No, I, no. Nick, no, go and find a seat out in the stand somewhere yeah, and stay yeah. there. Get the Americans in to talk about the Good point, the NFL. Good point. Anyway, Good that's point. that. That was I, just I t- my my. I, Take on the pre-match. Mm. I tell you, it was good. Was uh, Ben Graham in, like Jared was great, but Ben Graham was fantastic mm. in the SEN commentary yep. uh, call. It was really, really good, breaking it all down. Um, but okay, so you as the longer-serving NFL fan out of ten, was it was it a great match? Like well, it's only the second time in Super Bowl history that you know they've what? gone to extra time. You know what? I I th- and my and 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 I had Tanya and Liam watching. Uh, in and out, mm. and uh, Tanya got. She said, "This isn't really that exciting." And I said, "She's given up." Well, you know what? It's it's close, and and even though the Kansas City Chiefs are are really the second best side out there, and that was for three quarters of the game, they they were the Forty ers looked much better. They just couldn't convert mm. their dominance into points, but uh, it, it it did liven up towards the end when. You know, Mahomes started running, but it was it was pretty. I thought it was pretty flat. Yeah. Okay. Happy to take your call. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Even if you just want to score it out of ten, score it out of ten. Um, the game, the game itself, the 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 event, score it out of ten. Uh, and if you want to go the Usher route as well, you can throw that in out of ten. Um, Taylor Swift, obviously the cutaway, the chugging the beer. Lovely moments, all of that. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but we've got a little rugby league issue. <laughs> mm. oh, 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 rugby league is back, baby. Thursday night, we're doing trial matches um, at Belmore, but the Broncos thought they'd, they'd, <laughs> they'd chalk one up early. And, uh, yeah, just a couple of the young fellas in the squad. No, no, Adam Reynolds, Pat Carrigan. Caught on phone, uh, scuffle. Do they go to Vegas? Are they going to Vegas? Like... <sighs> I've watched it, I've watched it back, and I've watched it back, and I, I thought, oh, well, look, we're going to talk more about it later with Michael Karianis and mm. that, and we'll play some audio. Did someone say it had been a pretty but quiet summer? Yeah. Just, yeah. In, just, just yeah, in time for the Vegas. trials to start this week. Yeah. There's a bit of an off-field incident. Uh, we yeah. will delve a little bit deeper into it with Michael, with MC, well, when, when he joins us, Fossey. Well, I know people are going to want to have their say on it, mm. um, and the big point here is... What penalty? If there is penalty, can't be a trial match because these guys weren't going to play trials. So you know you can't suddenly say, "Oh, well, we'll ban you for you, know, you sit out the trials." Well, that's mm. not a penalty. The only penalty, if it is matches, is Vegas, and and the punishment cannot be any different just because Vegas is around the corner. But you can have your say on that. <laughs> and Payne Haas, he he's at the same club. He'll, he'll be wanting to zip the lips at the moment. He copped a week for treading on Albert Kelly's shoes. Well, well and that was that was ridiculous, wasn't it? When you <laughs> well, saw that vision, right, even though league. the vision is never pretty, is it? Like when you're getting filmed and you are drunk, no. it never looks good. No. It, it, no, it doesn't look good. But here we've got the captain yeah. and the future captain, yeah, having a little yeah. bit of a, a wrestle. I'll, I will say this: if anyone refers, and, and we will move on at this mm. point, but if anyone refers to them as boys, or even young men, come on. Adam Reynolds may be the oldest player in the game at the moment. Terry Evans, Adam Reynolds, Ben Hunt—they're the oldest players in the game. So please don't drop them out as boys and young men. 
Um, so, anyway, that's what we've got to deal with. Um, and uh, you can have your say on it. On the text as well, Edgewater Holmes text line. 0457-736-736. Light it up. Light it up. Yeah. Now, something we didn't get to yesterday. We spoke about what we did over the summer or our favourite sporting yes. moments, um, our highlights. My, mine was yep. mine was drinking um, drinking <laughs> spicy margaritas. and, and That was the highlight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You coached a basketball team. Yeah. How did yeah. that uh, – and you, you, were, you said you watched still a going. lot of NBA. That, that, I what, have. The season's still going. So you're still coaching. Mm. You're I still watched there. a lot of those – if you've got an Instagram account, Brandy, you don't, do you? So you get bombarded with little reels come up. And then once you uh, click on a reel, let's say you've got an interest in basketball, they will then, you know, the, what is it, the algorithm or whatever, yeah, the you just algorithm. get bombarded. Those clips keep coming in. I've heard about it. So I get all these clips of how Steph Curry shoots and all these drills and that. I'm, I'm just overloaded with information. Here's, let's cut to the chase. The team I'm coaching, Rod Wave Elite at the Mossvale Basketball Centre, mm. we have lost or had lost every game, <laughs> every game until last week. A win. So, so we've we've had a wretched, rich time of it. I, my my position was almost, um, yeah, I'm out the door. The board, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had the full support of the board. Um, zero. <laughs> I was like zero. And was there any the boys uh, trying their hearts out? Was was there any parents that? Uh, Gave you the tap on the shoulder and asked the overthrow. What, what were you actually like, doing with what, the like kids? Like Seinfeld impeached. <laughs> yeah. um, well, look, let's just put it this way. It's an under, and some parents would understand this, that, or coaches, junior coaches. So it's an under-16 comp. I've got a team full of 12 and 13-year-olds. So we're a bit, how do I put it? We're a bit vertically challenged in a lot, in a lot of games. You've got a lot of little Physically boys playing challenged. big boys. Yeah, yeah, they, they try their hearts okay. out, but, uh, you know, we've had injuries. We've had injuries. Nick broke his arm. Nick Blake, busted arm. So did Jet, uh, was there any celebrating? Ham, hammy. Oh, Hammy. <laughs> yeah. uh, any celebrating yeah. after the win, after a dry spell? Oh, and then went out of bender. Three days, three-day bender. <laughs> yeah, started off at McDonald's, <laughs> then down to KFC. Wrestling. Porto. Bit of wrestling. Yeah, wrestling, <laughs> bit of fun. It was just on for the boys. And what we did is we, we uh, went red zone four, Brandy. I just want to throw it in there, a little coaching tactic. We read red zone four defence. Mm. And it worked. Yeah. yeah, it worked. It worked. And we won, you know, went down to the final minute. We were up by two and won by, won by five or six. It okay, was, so, no, you, great so, so you keep your job. All right, well, And the season's drawing well, to a close. It must be. There's a little problem because now rugby league comes back. It's a Thursday night comp. What's happening this Thursday night, Brady? Are you working? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So... The, the drama will be if they win without me, and then there's a real problem because <laughs> <laughs> my role is just irrelevant. Yeah, writing's nothing, on the wall. Nothing I can do. You know, one-on-one. I'm texting them during the week, you know, little messages. I'm writing notes, key points. I would say the coaching experience, enjoyable sort of, you know, but very, very tough, very challenging. Mm. Um, when you've got to try and lift a side out of haven't won a game. Yeah, tactically, I, I I think coaching coaching young kids is it's it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy, and and there's always that mm. the, you, there's always that bit of guilt thinking: Am I doing enough with them? Am I showing them enough? Uh, I tried to channel my inner Brian Gorgian, but I stopped short of the just famous get address. Your job where just done. do your job. Do your you. job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I stopped short of that. But Paul Smith, if you're listening, and you know. King's coaching staff, if there's a position, well, they're I in trouble. now they might feel be better qualified. They might oh, be well, looking for someone. Me. me. Yeah. Breakfast show, Fox League, NBL coach. Maybe not that head coach, but, but assistant. Why not? To the yeah. assistant. <laughs> Assistants. Man manager. Yeah. 
Anyway, if I, I, I'd love to hear from you and your experience with coaching. If you want to pass on some advice to me and kids coaching, what have you learned? And, and I reckon we've got thousands of people who have coached junior teams, the good and the bad of the junior team. And I've told about the story of umpiring your own son and you can't give him out LBW first ball. Yeah, that's and things tough. like that. Yeah. Things like that that happen with junior teams. Share your experience this morning, one 1170 Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Hard for you with four boys. Have mm-hmm. you coached all four? Do you feel no? I, no, I didn't coach no. all four. I coached two. Right. Um, yeah. The other two had good coaches, oh. so I only got involved just because I thought well, I'm watching watching training and thinking. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. No, it's probably not. They're not getting enough coaching, uh, and sort of stepped in when others stepped aside. But the other yeah. two were coached had good coaches so there was no need for me to get involved I'll round up the chat with this before the first game which is going back many months I'd written a team song so we could sing when we won right but that's, the, that's and pretty I, deep I had a that's photocopied paper sheet you know that we could you know yep. run, we will leave, we, you know we mm. will not be beaten all that sort of stuff you know um, but then but you didn't win, so there was no need no, to sing No, that's it. right. So I stopped bringing the paper, and when we actually win a game, I didn't actually have it, and I couldn't remember the words. So. Yeah, team songs were never so, big so on my... no team song. No. Never got, never got done. No, we, yeah. we, we never had a team song. back, Like in the 80s and 90s, there was no team yeah. song. Now, now just before a break, and, and diet's one area. I didn't address the boys on their diet, but um, school lunches story today. Now, this gets me... Mm. It gets me a little pissed, to be honest. Uh, school lunches. We've been told ham and cheese sandwiches are out in the school canteen. A ham and cheese sandwich well, is now out. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Uh, There's, okay. it, it, so they've, they've gone to the uh, <clears throat> the system of green light, amber, red light. So And, and they, they put a light to different so- types of food. So the fruit gets green, of course. Uh, the ham and cheese sandwich, toasty. Okay. Has got a red with a caution, what? so hang on. What? So you can't have at the at the at the tuck shop. You can't have ham and cheese every day. You can have it twice a twice a week. Why? So it's on the menu for twice. Well, they they said ham's bad. It's 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 Why not good for Jack, you. Well, you eat ham and you get Jack the Dancer. That's ridiculous. Well, apparently so. Thanks, Joel Kane there, Jack the Dancer. <laughs> I was talking rhyming slang with Joel yesterday. Oh yes, anyway, but yes. Um, so so there we go. So ham. so there is a there's there's an explanation to it. The, the headline says ham and cheese toasties banned from tuck shops. Well, not banned. They're just they've pulled them back a bit. Only, you well, only ha- get... if ham gives you cancer, every pig would be dead. Um, Dan, what have we got? It's rhyming slang. Yeah, we just get a bit of rhyming slang. What have we got for us? What do you got? Ah, what happened? That was me, Brighton. You brought less hands. Yeah. From the show yesterday, uh, the the, um, the phone charger. You know what Joel Kane calls a phone charger? No, an Usman. <laughs> Have you got an Usman? Usman Kawaja charger. <laughs> it's not quite, but no, that's Joel. Yeah. He's a legend. When it's windy outside, you're the windy. Uh, anyway, we digress. We really want your calls today. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The text line is lighting up. There's a lot to talk about: the good, the bad, the ugly, the weird, the unusual. We ham, cheese, toasties. Giddy up. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. And, of course, being a Tuesday, Lee Hedgepentelis will join us after 8 o'clock uh, today. Remember, this show is all about you. So get on the lines right now and the text. Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, home of sport, SEN. Great to have your company. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to SEN, 11.70 a.m. in Sydney.
Sunny morning, but a chance of a shower this afternoon. Wow. I, I, I didn't know that. Heading for 31 in the city, 34 in the west. Andrew, I'm, going, I'm, I'm on the golf course uh, this afternoon. So the, the weather is important. So the hands are up to it. Oh, the hands, hands are good. Fixed, the Viking hands are back. Yeah, they're not, like, they're not pretty. They don't no. look good. They're not pretty hands. Ooh, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not male hand modelling like uh, George no. Costanza, but no. they work. They get around. I can hold a club. I can hold a tennis racket. Mm. Uh, I can pick up a spicy margarita. Mm. That's, that's all I need to do. Uh, if you're in Brisbane, just to let you know a little bit about the weather ahead of uh, Patton Hills, top of 29 up there today. Chances showers tonight. And plenty of you having your say on the Edgewater Homes text line, Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. The text number is 0457 736 736. Let's start there, Brandy. Rip into these texts. Yeah, right from the top. Uh, Western Sid says, can someone please explain why Nick Rewalt was on the ESPN team for the Super Bowl? Uh, he compares NFL to AFL. What a goose. LOL. Uh, Rewalt will slide in and take Vossi's coaching gig. Oh. Uh, now, Nick Rewald apparently lives in the States. So he lives in the States. But I, I'm, I said, of, mm. I said, well, so what? Does that mean because Nick's living in the States, he has to be on the, the Super Bowl coverage? I found myself muting a lot of the pregame. Mm. Mute. Muter. Mute. Margarita yep. Muter. Yeah. Uh, boys loved the Super Bowl but hated the Aussie coverage. There you go. Uh, Brandy, was the Super Bowl a good game? Every kickoff, they just kicked it dead. <laughs> Boring police, says yeah, Stingray. They do. They they kick they kick it dead. Um, mm. And I think that's more. I was waiting for them to make a decision and move the kickoff back further. So, but I think concussion, uh, player welfare. They don't want those players running into the wall of defenders that are sprinting mm. up the field. So I, I think it's I think it's very similar to the change that we've made in our in in rugby league. The rule change, Andrew. We haven't spoken about that. We didn't speak about that yesterday. The dropout and the kickoff. The dropout and kickoff rule, that has changed. And that is all around concussion. I can't get my head around the rules this early in the morning. I'm sorry. Um, this one, boys, I was just about to make Junior Pearl a Vegemite and cheese sandwich when I heard the tuck shop, chuck, tuck shop travesty. Yeah, TTT. Uh, TST, rather. I thought bugger it, ham and cheese it is. That's from our good mate, the Pearl. Well, he's, well he's Pearl, veggie, standing up. Well, veggie mite and cheese is good. That's there's nothing wrong with that. So they're just cutting out processed meats, and ham is a processed meat. I, I'm 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 with it. Sorry, wow. cut it yeah. down to two days. Yeah. You don't want you don't want um, the little fella eating ham five days a week. Why? Because it's not? it's processed meat, Andrew. We're learning about things, what, and what processed meat's no good. Leg ham. Nah, not you every. How's that processed? Not every not every day. Not every day. The world's crazy. The world is crazy. Um, this one from the Parramatta Powerball. <laughs> He's right. self-acclaimed. Don't worry about ham and cheese sandwiches. I grew up in an era where we had milk at school every morning. In the heat of summer, the milk was often left sitting in the sun, and we were made to drink curdled milk. Yes, I go back. The milk came in the little, you know, the little trolley, mm-hmm. and you sometimes you got the strawberry milk. It wasn't always just plain milk, but sometimes it was just. Just plain milk. No, most you of got it in t- the little bottles with a little yeah. foil top, sitting out in the sun. Might have been curdled. I'm with the Parramatta Powerball. We we used no. to we used to just get plain milk, and it would sit in the sun, and you'd have to drink it. It was yeah. it was crook. Put me off milk. It turned me off milk. <laughs> really did. Uh, Mark says I heard on the weekend watching the Kings and Hawks game that the female ki- uh, Kings assistant coach 
has got a gig in the WNBA. Do you know anything about that? So the uh, WNBA. Fleur, Fleur McIntyre. Yeah, I think that is right. Right. I, I, I don't know it's signed off on, but Fleur McIntyre, when you go along to a Kings game, she's um, she's been part of the uh, organization. She's won a couple of titles out here, I'm pretty sure. Fleur McIntyre with the With the WNBL? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's getting uh, quite a list, but got added to the Kings, the, the men's uh, staff this year. Um, but there, yeah, you know, the, there's plenty on the bench in uh, NBL and NBA, as you can appreciate as well. Um, Westy Hill, thanks for the feedback here. Coached a young kid side in soccer football. We won one game in three years, but the positive thing is that they kept rocking up week to week, giving all the best and having a fun, having fun. Couldn't ask for more. Well, that's true. My, my bunch of boys, they're, they're turning up. They're having a crack. Their first game after the holidays, school holidays, wasn't a good one. They, they came back a bit... <laughs> Bit, a bit I, could, I, could, I couldn't come up with anything to Chilean to fire them up. They were just, oh, I was like, oh, geez, boy, they're in <laughs> slow motion here. We flogged. It was like 16 nil before we blinked. Uh, yeah. Rhino says, uh, you're not a huge fan of the NFL, Vossi, but you're a great commentator. If you were told by SEN that you were needed to call next year's Super Bowl, would 12 months of studying the rules and learning the game be enough time for you to be able to call it? Yeah, I think, yeah, he's yeah, you, you okay, pick could, up could, yeah. Well, you're looking at a bloke who'd never been to the snow and called sliding events at the Winter Olympics. So I called the skeleton, the So luge, that's another thing you've never done. <laughs> so so I'd, never, I'd never been to the snow, and there I was at the Winter Olympics up in the mountains in Whistler right. calling sliding events. No snow, no Bondi, no fish markets. And you know where I went bloke? last Sunday? I went to the oh, fish oh, markets. Yeah. Had a lobster fish. roll. It was so good. good. for you. It's good so you. good, the lobster roll. whoop e do oh, oh you uh, get 630. there it did get get there it's it's great the yeah, fish great. markets are great yeah fantastic uh 630 news is up next 5 30 if you're in brisbane we're straight back after the news with all the big sports headlines of the morning including that broncos off-field incident involving adam reynolds and pat carrigan stay with us on the home of sport in sydney sen 1170 a.m Here's Viliami, spoons it up, Alamotti, the Fox is away and will get there as well. Canterbury are turning on a show. Well, I just want to throw at you, Brandon. They didn't turn on too many shows no, last no, no, year. No, 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 no. But I'm talking Marnie, Burton, mm-hmm. Kickow, Crichton, Adokar. Doesn't that excite you? It's pretty good, isn't it? It is pretty good. Um and if they can keep them on the field, they, they've got a strong team. Uh, they started well last year. They, they started three from five. So that, that was a good start. But they only won four more games, Vossi. And they, they, there was some, some awful floggings. Mm. Uh, they, you know, they gave up 40, 50 points. There was an average there where they, uh, 11 matches where they gave up nearly 40 points a game. Yeah. 11, 11 or like in the middle of the season there. Uh, now their signings... that. There's got to be a different feel about a club that brings in 10 new players. And that's what they were, obviously, they were looking for. They needed, they needed to create something and a, and, a, and a new feeling within the club. And they shifted so many players out and brought those in that they thought could add to that. Uh, now, what it adds to their team, I'm still not sure what all those players will add to their team. It yeah. might add some difference during the off-season. Got new characters, new personalities. Um, I, we're we're going to have a competition here, actually. We're, it's an SEN competition, Vossi. Mm. Um, we, we're not going to take calls on it, but we want people to text in over the next three weeks before the season gets underway. 
what the Bulldogs' starting 17 will be. And the closest to the starting 17 will get a prize <laughs> from us. Right? Yes. I knew it about this competition. No, this, this, was, this, this was conducted at the uh, one of the off-site meetings that we had. Off-site meetings? Yeah. Um, yeah, but well, I'll s- I, 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 will s- I, I still have a problem with what they do at ha- in the halves and yep. the front row is a bit of an issue. They yeah, got rid of some big – like Tavita Pangai retired. He wasn't good for them. Uh, Luke Thompson's gone. He wasn't great for them. But they've, they haven't really replaced those players. So Puasa Farmasili comes into the side. He's the only new front rower that they've really got. Liam Knight joined them last year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm worried about their front row and what they actually do in the halves. So we started big with a clip and what if, and now we're going down. And if you if you went on recruitment, how the Warriors recruited last year was outstanding. They got great value. I can't predict the same success for the recruiting of the Bulldogs this year. Crichton's next level. You know, that's a yeah. superstar signing. But throwing your Blake Taff and and Kurt Mann and Jake Turpin and all, and um, Drew Hutchison with respect. I'm I'm talking. I'm talking Mr. Fixits, a lot of them, mm. but I'm, I just don't have them as, you know, uh, certainly not top four, top eight. But we'll, we'll we'll get down to the absolute commitment of where they're going to finish a little later um, in the you're build not, up to the season. Well, no, well just I'm, just listening to that, you're not expecting the dogs to play finals footy. The recruitment does not excite me, with the exception of Crichton. doesn't excite me at all. Now, the Melbourne Storm side of things... Um, they aren't the powerhouse they once were. But when you go down, and I've been to Melbourne to interview them for the fan, uh, you sit there and you see a fit Pappenhausen and you interview Cameron Munster and you have a chat with Harry Grant and you talk to Jerome Hughes and then you sit down with Big Nelson. I mean, there's some some serious talent there and a reminder of the Storm skills via Jimmy Smith on SEM League. Here's the Storm in action. Last tackle. Goes down to Munster. Kicks across field. Where's Warbrick? Warbrick! Warbrick's he gets got Warbrick's got the try. Two years ago, he was in Tokyo playing sevens. And now he scores the match-winning try in a semi-final. Will Warbrick, Xavier Coates, um, yeah, Christian Welsh. There's, there's still the core of a very strong side that I could not see collapse, but can they win a comp? That's where I pull up short. I, they, I think they, they are one of the, the absolute clubs that needs every one of their stars fit. I don't think they can, I don't think they can be a force with one missing. They can't, they can't do it. Well, they, they had a lot all. of problems in the outside backs last year. And, and when Xavier Coates went down injured, Will Warbrick, what a find he was. He had a, a great season. But Remus Smith was, was out of, uh, you know, out of the, the good books of Craig Bellamy. He didn't finish the season. Uh, Justin Ollum didn't get a go. He's moved on. Um, so outside backs are skinny. Nick Meaney looks like he will play in the centres. He's, I don't think it matters where Nick Meaney plays. Very good. So I think he can fill a hole in the centres. Pappenhausen, if he comes, returns and is himself, uh, they will be a threat because they've got Harry Grant, the best hooker, and they've got Cameron Munster, the best 5'8", and in the discussion about being the best player. But both Harry Grant and Cameron Munster didn't live up to that tag towards the back end of last year. You'd have to say that they were a little bit disappointing individually, and that certainly didn't help the Storm. But if uh, the Storm, Katoa and Liero in the back row will be better for the year that they had last year. Jerome Hughes is one of the best halfbacks in the game. 
and he's good enough to be part of a premiership winning team. I, I've got the Storm definitely play finals um, and might even squeeze themselves into the top four again, Andrew, where they were last year. They, they played a preliminary final last year, like, and they weren't at their best and they were, they were injured uh, and out of form but still played in the prelim final. That, they'll be thereabouts. Yeah. And Craig Bellamy, last hurrah, he said again, like, I feel like I've done the interview with him every year. Is this it? Craig, yeah, this will be the last season, potentially, possibly, maybe this time. I think it is. I really think it is. I think this is it. Mm. I don't know what he goes to. I don't think he's a lawn bowler, but uh, anyway, I'm looking he forward just to watching involved. Melbourne play. Yeah, does he just stay involved with the club on at a, 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 a different capacity rather than everyday coaching? Know. He might move out of Melbourne, mm. you know, and I don't, I don't think he has a job then if he moves out of Melbourne, if he goes to Queensland. Um, but that, that's the Melbourne Storm. I, I think they're still a team well worth watching, uh, but, you know, I don't have them up in the first two, three lines of betting as far as winning the competition. But, you know, Munster stays fit, Hughes, mm. Grant, Pappenhausen comes back, throw young Farlongo in there, the, you know, the young boy playing fullback uh, that will be in the mix somewhere. Yep. There's something there. But anyway, Thursday night, you get your first glimpse, uh, Canterbury and Melbourne. And, of course, we'll talk more about it uh, right here. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with Michael Carianis. Oh, MC, good morning. Yes. Good morning, fellas. Welcome back. Yeah, good yeah. Good, good to have you on. Uh, listen to a fair bit of you over the summer um, doing brekkie. You, you and James, you and the missile, good stuff. Yeah. You enjoyed it? Got a bit loosened. Bit, bit, bit of, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, got yeah, a bit, you got loose, bit really weird and loose. wonderful over summer. Mm. Yeah, all good stuff. Had to stuff. defend yourself a few times there, Michael. You were under assault from our our, our family that were tuned in. Just one big yeah, happy family yeah, yeah. at times. Yeah, um, yeah. Did yeah, you did you get we couldn't read? Yeah, did you get loose because you uh, were partaking in any early morning spicy margaritas? Oh, well, I was listening to that. Um, yesterday, Brandy, and I'm like you, I'm not a big cocktails guy, mm. right? Mm. But my wife is, and everyone knows, like, you know, she's due um, to to give birth next month. And what did you say? They're fourteen percent alcohol. 14, is that what you were saying four, yesterday? Yeah, fourteen percent. Yeah, yeah. I might where have to get a six pack on the way home from the hospital. Yeah, where's this chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so you're, you're thinking baby number two will push you over the edge. And, uh, well, not yeah. not so much for me. More for my wife. She's singing for a drink. And oh, right. Can't. Okay. So I, I think yeah. I'm going to load up on some in the fridge for her. Well, you just yeah. Just, well, actually, just put them in the esky. Take them to the hospital once the <laughs> once the baby's <laughs> out. Just give, nice give her a just give her a spicy mug. Yeah, why not go the whole hog and light up a big stogie as well? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, just that'd be a lovely image of the first baby photo with one Mrs. For you, Carianis, one with for a, you, with honey. a reader, a cigar, and the baby. Yeah, lovely. one for you and three for me. Michael, you're our, uh, sort of yeah. our resident entertainment reporter. You had a bit to say about music and entertainment over the off season. Uh, Usher mm. at the NFL, um, do well, it for you. I'm a huge Usher of... fan. One, yeah. one of my favourites. He is one of my favourites. Um, I was a little bit disappointed yesterday. Not so much in his performance. I thought the performance was outstanding. But, but he kept on... Um... That's that dog. <laughs> you still got the dog. Joy, quiet down. Joy, stop it. Get down. Oh, uh, just... Just in time for the garbage truck, boy, so it's going well. Um, but I was a bit disappointed in the length of some of the songs because he kept, you know, uh, it was like a, a best of 
Um, I would have liked a bit of, you know, a full-length version of Yeah and My Boo and all these sort of stuff. But overall, I thought it was, it was a good performance, a really entertaining performance, but I thought some of the, the songs could have gone for a little bit longer. And this is coming from a, an Usher fan, like an yeah. unabashed One of my Usher fan. So can you imagine mm. what for, you those, make of it? for those that aren't Usher fans... Yeah. <laughs> like you weren't happy with it. So for those, I thought he was really good on the roller skates. I was impressed yeah. with his roller skating. But that right. that, that was about I mean. it. That was the I high knew, point. I, mean. I knew there was a reason why we had Michael Karianis ahead of Phil Rothfield on the program because your knowledge of Usher is unsurpassed. What you've just presented in that last minute has people just pulling over the cars on the side of the road. Uh, I listened to it on the SEN coverage. It really wasn't that exciting, Usher. Mm. Just no. listening on the radio. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was... Definitely a better visual than it was audio. Definitely. Um, Roller skating was so, a real yeah, high. Yeah. Uh, now, so this is baby number two on its way. Baby number one, um, are you feeding so ba- the baby ham and cheese toasted sandwiches yet? Well, apparently we're not supposed to. I was surprised by this because I that was a staple growing up, even still. Um, you know, it's still Terrific. a staple in, in the household. You know, ham and cheese, tomato sandwiches down our end but um you know it was part of our our definitely our lunchbox rotation mm. um when i was growing up at, at school and um would have assumed that it would have been part of the little ones um lunchbox makeup as well but well, no, no more. more no more uh, no more i had three ham cheese toasties on sunday three of them at the uh, illawarra sports stadium <laughs> So where does that place me? I've sort of that's my two weeks worth now. I can't have one for two weeks if I've had three in one hit. Mm. Yeah, Ready? yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think that sort anyway, of takes you over the edge. I Andrew. think we get, need to get hard hitting now. The Broncos situation, uh, mm. and we do have to let our well, well, the people have to vote on this one. The fans need to vote. They're stakeholders in the game. What's going to be fair punishment? What actually did happen? Is there more than what we saw? Because it started off as sort of World Championship wrestling. Not a good look. All of those things. What's going to happen? Yeah. What's your take? Well, off the back of a, a fan day on Sundays, the the Broncos fans, uh, Broncos players, a few of them went out for a few drinks um, in Fortitude Valley, as you do in in, in Brisbane. And then uh, uh, apparently it was Adam Reynolds who told he was trying to put Pat Carrigan into a taxi to, to send him home because obviously he was in a questionable state. And then um, something's occurred between the two of them when. Um, Adam was trying to get Pat in, into the taxi and it got into a bit of a, well, definitely a push and shove and got a little bit heated and, you know, spilled out a little bit on with onlookers and some players in the background watching on and, and trying to break it up. And you can hear the audio of, you know, stop it, Adam, stop it, Pat. Um, and I guess that the best comparison that we could make is to the Payne Haas and Albert Kelly incident of a um, a few years ago after, what was it, Albert Kelly stepped on Payne Haas's shoes and, Payne Haas reacted, and he, he copped a one-game ban for, for that. Um, so I think you could be staring at, at something similar for, for the Broncos players. Now, particularly um, if Carrigan was the instigator, they might try and hedge their bets a little bit Brisbane and see if only one of them potentially cop a ban. But, you know, I think you'll see that um, at least one of them won't go on the plane to Vegas. And the NRL will have to move swiftly considering um, when those teams do fly out for Vegas. mm Someone will have to be have to get a visa. Uh, someone else might have to be interviewed. Um, yeah, not not certainly not what the the Broncos need to deal with uh, before they head off to America. 
Um, but you're right. No. Like, because when we saw the vision of Payne Haas and, and everyone went, oh, is that all it was? But he got a game. Yeah. Like, he got a, got game, a game for that. Um, yeah. But yeah. then others didn't get, you know, any time for certain things that happened last year. So, well, it, it's a bit all over the shop, the integrity unit and what they mm. what they want to stamp down on and what they don't. We'll see what happens. Uh, now, the team that is also heading across there, South Sydney, have some injury problems. Yeah, huge injury problems. Obviously, that the news broke last week regarding Campbell Graham's going to miss, you know, more than half of, of the season. Not due back to around round 20 now, Campbell Graham. So that's a, that's a huge blow. Cody Walker injured his calf on the weekend. And they're hopeful that it's just minor for, for Cody Walker. Look, I'll be shocked if he doesn't get on, on that plane for, for Vegas, but he's still in some doubt. And then young flyer Tyrone Munro on the, at the same training session on the weekend fractured his collarbone and will miss two months now. And, and you know, he's outstanding prospect. We saw glimpses of it last year as, as he rose through the grades at, at South Sydney and, you know, how excited he is to watch. So no Munro, no Campbell Graham. Jack Wyden suspended for the first two games. Isaac Thompson unavailable to travel to the US. And then um, Cody Walker in, in some doubt as well, which means that they're trying to get um, Jacob Gagai, who's Dane Gagai's brother, who's been around. I think he's 28 now, Jacob Gagai. Hasn't played an NRL game yet. He's been in and around the system for, for a long time now. Played lots of New South Wales Cup. But um, the issue there for South Sydney is that he's got a suspension hanging over his head from that state championship game. And now they're trying to see if the All-Stars game will count for, for Jacob Gagai to miss. And if that's the case, he'll be in line to, to make his debut. If it doesn't, um, I don't know where they turn to South Sydney because it's, it's not ideal, um, obviously, for, for them heading into the opening week of the competition. Not at all. Uh, Manly Team News. Now, we're, they're one club we are able to talk about with a bit of substance from the hit out on the weekend. Um, Manly Team News there, another one of the Vegas teams. Yeah, the most intriguing one, I, I, I guess, is around that um, back row spot. Um, Kelmer Torlung has obviously gone to the Tiger uh, Parramatta, so you've got um, a, a spot open there, and it's between Josh Schuster and Ben Travojevic. And you know, all reports at, at Manly this offseason is that Ben Travojevic has just gone to another level. And look, I, I don't want to get you know, you can't get too excited over a trial game against the depleted South Sydney side, and, and Manly were clearly um, the stronger of the two sides on paper. But Ben Travojevic scored three tries and looked really, really good. So I'd say he's got the edge to start over Schuster in, in that week one um, encounter. Schuster's got to play a trial this weekend, um, but he'll be in, he'll probably be in the 17, provided he can um, play some time in, in that trial this weekend. Mm. Um, good stuff, MC. We've got a couple of texts that have come in, uh, and one, one I'm going to build you up, and then I'm going to uh, mm. tear you down again. But breaking Solid. news, oh, Michael... You, uh, was known as the Greek Adonis as a younger man, a real lady killer. He was the man in the day. Now, you, there's no name to that, uh, but obviously mm. it's someone that grew up with you. And then the Western Sydney Eagle said, if you tuned in over the summer, you'd realise MC's taste in music uh, is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I was copping a lot of blame for Vossioki. Um uh, Even though my fingerprints went all over every song... Um, but they just assumed any bad one was mine, which is fair enough. Just ran with it. Yeah, you can. Uh, good stuff. Um, look, we'll let everyone know, too, the structure. So, Michael, you will join us uh, later in the year. Once we settle down, you're going to do Thursday and Friday. Is that cool with you? Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. David Riccio, uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Michelle on Monday. Yeah. Trying to yeah, keep Brandy and I apart. 
bit of drama. So a sort couple of, like of extra spots and, um, this week. Yeah, you and Jerome, which has been sorted. That's been sorted. That's been sorted out, hasn't it, Michael? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, good. We're good. Trouble Theory, making man. inflammatory. Uh, Michael, <laughs> he's going to do double time this week. David Riccio is on a family holiday this week. So, uh, Michael, with us for the rest of the week. Have a great Tuesday ahead of Valentine's Day, Michael. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Thursday. The MC. There he is, the MC man. We're going to celebrate the birthday of Robbie Williams in a moment. Uh, sunny morning across Sydney, not a cloud in the sky here at our studios at North Sydney. Uh, Chance of showers this afternoon, heading for 31 in the city, 34 in the west. And as we say, Vossioki in a moment. Uh, Robbie Williams is 50 today. Find out. Sport in the Law on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. For Bryden's lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter. Lee, welcome to 2024. Good to have you on. Uh, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Andrew. Happy New Year to you both. If it's not too late to say that, but it's been a while. Uh, it has. It has. Now, uh, Andrew just brought us the news that you could be a Mavs fan. That's married at first sight, Lee. If you don't know what M O N F S. Sorry, I, I lost that that pop cultural reference there. Um, no, no, no. Oh, well, there no, we go. Oh, okay, no, 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 Andrew, you build us up. No, I'm not. For not something. a big fan. Not a big fan of any of the reality shows. To be honest with you. Okay, you're man oh, after my heart, Lee. I thought you could have done the update. Uh, do you like fancy dress parties, Lee? Brandy doesn't. Uh, no, not particularly. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Not particularly. <laughs> Uh, Lee, I did read in the uh, I read in the Telegraph uh, that you have sponsored some new teams. Is that correct? Uh, absolutely, Greg. Very, very excited about that. We picked up uh, Maitland Pickers, uh, Toronto Scorpions. Uh, we've also ventured into soccer or football, as they call it, uh, with the Marconi Stallions and the Inner West Hawks. So our stable of sporting stars continues to grow. Uh, very, very excited about that because um, it gives us a real insight into grassroots uh, sport throughout the community. And we've operated in this community for a long time and, and with some degree of success. And it's uh, really pleasing to be able to give back. Uh, we're also the major sponsor for the Newcastle Rugby League Magic Round as well, which is uh, coming up, I think, in April. So um, I really enjoy um, uh, in, you know, reaching out and, and involving ourselves at that level of the, of the game. Lee, your, your sponsorship of sport and sporting teams and sporting codes is unparalleled. And, and I, we, we've sat down, you know, with you um, at lunch and, and spoken about all the, all the not, not just teams and sports that you sponsor, but you know, you're, you're our major sponsor here on our, on our radio program. Um, you do, a, you do a, a good thing for, for, for sport in this country, in this state. Uh, I, I enjoy it, Greg. I really do. Um, and I try to get out there and support these teams as well. I mean, as far north as the Ballina Seagulls, we support them. Of course, all the way down to the Illawarra uh, with the Red Devils down there and uh, a lot of other teams in between. But I really enjoy getting out there. This is a very busy time of the year, of course, with all the season launches. Um, there's about a 1,000 of them in the month of February. We tried to get as many to as many as we can. Went to the Inner West last week and the Marconi Stallions. I think I've got... Uh, Newcastle Knights tomorrow night. Uh, there's a few coming up as well next week. So, no, I enjoy it. I really enjoy um, being able to contribute in some meaningful way. Now, uh, Lee, I, I almost had to give you a call over the summer. So I was um, had to go through the process of the I-Visa, 
um, to get into the States. So not your Esther. Had to go IVs. are classified as a journalist. So there's a lot more hurdles to jump over. And I've, I've eventually got through the process. There was no dramas. There was no skeletons in the closet. But for plenty of others, you know, there's been suspicion around NRL players. Would they be able to get the green, the green light? The American visa process... Is there any legal avenue you can go to if, if you are rejected? Like, is it just, they, is it just, if you're rejected, that's it? Like, if a player was told you can't get in, you're not getting a visa, that would be the end of the section? Uh, pretty much. Um, it, it is a very stringent process, and for, and for good reason. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people trying to get into America legally and illegally, so they're very conscious of that, but... As you know, I mean, for business purposes, uh, being an Australian citizen, we are permitted to travel to the United States um, under the ESTA program for up to 90 days. However, if you have been arrested or have a criminal conviction, then you don't qualify for ESTA and you've got to go through uh, the visa process. You've got to make an application for a visa. And you have to declare the arrest. Uh, if the arrest has resulted in a conviction uh, of a particular type, then you may be permanently ineligible to receive a visa. Now, this would include um, a conviction for a serious criminal offence, what they refer to in America as uh, crimes involving moral turpitude, which would include uh, rape and kidnap, manslaughter and murder, some drug convictions, or two or more criminal convictions for which the total sentence of confinement was five years or more. So if you have to go through that process, you've got to front up to the embassy and make an application for the visa, which necessarily involves an interview process. Now, I see that all our boys have been successful so far, but if you were unsuccessful, then you would have to challenge that decision in a court of law. But it would not be in Australia because we would not have the jurisdiction over an American embassy. You would have to go through the American court system, which would be very, very difficult, if not very, very expensive. But for all intents and purposes, if you are rejected at that stage, that's pretty much the end of it. Mm. Yes, well, there was a few blokes uh, holding their breath, wasn't there? A few of the players that had to be interviewed and uh, then have them make the decision on it. Now, the enhanced games. We've been, James Magnuson, uh, well documented what James has said he'd do um, and what he'll receive. Is there any legalities around someone, I, I guess, damaging their health through agreeing to take steroids or is it buy beware and that's just tough luck uh pretty pretty much the latter greg there, there is a distinction of course between um drugs which are unlawful and drugs which are illegal there are many performance enhancing drugs which are not illegal but they would be unlawful for the purposes of professional uh, competition so i am assuming that these participants will partake in drugs which are unlawful, the steroids and the like, which, which are, as I say, are available. They're not illegal to purchase and use, and many people do. And so that's what they will be doing. However, we are all aware, and these people more than most, of the potential risk and the harm that these drugs can cause. So there is no doubt there's an element of buy beware or what the, the, the lawyers call the doctrine of voluntary assumption of risk, that you are voluntarily assuming the risk that comes with this. I can only imagine what the waiver form prepared by the organisers of this event have, have in place, and that will need to be signed by these, uh, by these athletes to waive any um, uh, liability on the part of the organisers. But these athletes, as I say, would be acutely aware, would have available to them the best medical advice and would know what the risks are, and they would be voluntarily assuming that risk. So I think the organisers would feel that they're in a 
a relatively safe place. As to the moral component to all of this, I'll leave that to others to judge. But uh, from a legal point of view, I'm sure that they'll take a lot of protection to avoid Mm. any liability. Yep. Now, one other one for you, Lee, that um, we've experienced recently. Legalities around spectator injuries at sporting events. Uh, This follows that injury to the fans struck by the cricket ball at a Sydney T20 match. We may have gone down this line before, but is it something that's written on the ticket in the fine print? Has anyone got any case? Uh, No, not really, Andrew. Uh, Again, it's a question of voluntary assumption of risk. When when you purchase a ticket, there's a contractual relationship, of course, that exists between you and the the organiser or promoter of the game. Uh, There's also a common law relationship based on the neighbour principle of those who attend with the uh, owner and the occupier. And all of these people have imposed upon them a duty of care, an obligation to take reasonable care for the safety of the patrons. It is not an absolute duty. They are not liable for all and any injuries that occur. They're only liable for the injuries which they cause through their negligence. But part of the game involves, in fact, encourages the hitting of the ball over the fence. And so all patrons would know or ought to know that there is a risk of this occurring. And there's, of course, a risk of injury that comes with that if you're struck with the ball. So I think the law would actually find that there was a voluntary assumption of that risk by the patrons in attending the sport and that they've, um, they've kind of waived any sort of liability on the part of the promoters or organisers to the extent of any injury caused by a ball coming over the fence. Analogous to being struck by a golf ball, for example, on a golf course, um, that's ordinarily that, that could be construed in many instances as just part of the play if, if people take reasonable precautions. There are instances, and I remember doing a case many, many years ago um, against a fellow who struck a golf ball, injured another golfer, and we actually sued successfully because the evidence was available from other golfers at the time that he had hit off when it was not safe to do so. So that then crosses the line into a whole new area. But generally speaking, the scenario that you've raised, if it's part and parcel of the game and you're a patron, well, you've got to expect it. Well, Lee, it's uh, it's great to have you and Brydens back on board with us for 2024. Look forward to catching up uh, every Tuesday to have our chat. Fantastic stuff. Uh, great to be here, gentlemen. Have a great day. Oh, listen, Lee, just before you go, from Michael on the text yeah. line, it's a pretty yeah. fair question because we spoke about David Northaluma late last year and, and he's close to you and your family. Um, have you been in touch with, with David um, to know how he is going since departing from the Tigers? Yes, yeah, so now I speak to David regularly. He was at my house two Sundays ago and consumed about four kilos of meat. Um, he's doing uh, well. Uh, I think he's settling down. Uh, there are some options that have presented themselves to him, so he's considering that. Uh, but I, I think a little break from the game and a, lot of, a little break from the pressures of life generally uh, will, will serve him well. But he's a, he's a good kid. Good man. Uh, David uh, Norfoluma there. We wish him well if he comes back in the NRL. And Lee Hadji Pentelis, you'll be back on deck. And we do appreciate your support here at SEN and, and Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. And uh, looking forward to our weekly banter. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Lloyd. Sport the Law on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. For Bryden's lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter.